Hey, what is going on, guys? The DK. Back at you with another video here at 22 Game NBA Main Slate on Tuesday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports. Daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before I get into the analysis, real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Seriously, in the YouTube comment section, on Twitter, and the live streams, I really, really do appreciate each and every one of you. Currently, right now, 4.7 thousand subscribers. Uh, the easiest way to support me right now, since all the content is free, is just Leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos and you know when I go live. Also, if you cannot watch the videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below. It's the DKDFS show. With that out of the way, let's uh, jump in the video. So before we get into players and the prices for this two-game slate, I guess we can look back at Monday's slate. Man, what a disaster. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong for me. Um... The two Toronto Chalk Guards that were 70% owned in the $66 tournament just obviously busted with the game blowing out and Toronto not coming to show up. Uh, I checked the score, like, almost at the end of the quarter, and they had five points. So I was like, yep, my night's over already. Um, yeah, did not predict a blowout there. Obviously killed. Tatum, even in the blowout, still didn't necessarily kill me. Robert Williams... Played nine minutes. I, I took the risk. I was like, his range of outcome to somewhere between 10 and 20, he played nine minutes. Uh, so, obviously not great um, there. The other Valley plays I mentioned are all looking, I mean, to start, are looking really good in Pat Bev, Michael Green, and Gary Harris. Um, so, yeah, I was just one of those. And then Zubac, uh, or Zubac uh, played, uh, or got two quick fouls right away. So, it's like automatic, just like absolutely terrible night. A night to forget 100%. Uh, so enough of that. Let's talk about this two-game slate. And this looks like a really good slate to me. That The slate with Toronto-Boston and then Denver and the Clippers is always like... I always play lighter on that one. I always... Or, well, even on two-game slates in general, you guys should play very light. They're super high variants. who do not play a lot of money on these slates. But that one especially because... Toronto and Boston is super low scoring, and the other game always has a blowout risk, and the rotations in that Denver Clippers game are so, like, all over the place. So I never really feel confident with that two-game uh, slate, so I always take it light. But this one I, I feel a lot better about um, right now. Obviously, there's some news up in the air right with the availability of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Changes absolutely everything. Um, if Giannis is not available, I am stacking Milwaukee. Probably getting Milton, Bledsoe, and at least one more player, whether it be DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, possibly George Hill. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to load up in Milwaukee. If Giannis is in, then he obviously makes himself an interesting contrarian play because no one will play him. We saw him at, what, 12% owned that last slate. Obviously, he aggravated the injury, but like if Giannis plays, he'll probably, he'll probably be below 10% ownership. Uh, but all right, let's start with center today. Anthony Davis at 10-6. Uh, actually left the game for a little bit, went to the locker room, got me nervous last slate, but came back, uh, finished the game with 55 fantasy points. I, I like both the Lakers stars once again in, in LeBron and AD. Uh, there's just, you know, it's a mismatch whenever they're out on the court, uh, especially with Anthony Davis with Houston having no one taller than like 6'8", 6'9". It's just, even though Houston's been good defensively, it's just a mismatch whenever AD has the ball. So I like him once again as a spend up. I played him last few slates. Considering playing them once again here. The Miami guys were not really getting at huge discounts anymore. Um, Bam and Abayo played 44. Sure, the game went to overtime, so 39 minutes. That's good to see, though, that he played 39 minutes. Um, like, if we're going to get close to 40 minutes from Bam, that's really good. 
But the minutes aren't necessarily secure. I played in that one slate where he only played 33 minutes. That's a big hit, right? Almost seven minutes. So the price is coming up on Bam. I think he is going to go lower owned on the slate for for the reason of, you know, we're no longer getting him at, at a, an amazing discount, right? 8-7 seems about right. But if he does get extended and we do get those, like, close to 40 minutes, I think he definitely gets you there at his price. Rolos at 6K, he's a scoring-dependent center, and you saw it if you played him. He was the chalk, and he had, like, eight fancy points through three quarters. Luckily, he picked it up in the fourth and then got a little bit there in the overtime. Uh, but that's the risk. The floor is pretty low with Brooke Lopez, and we're no longer getting a discount. So if Giannis is out, my priorities are for sure Bledsoe, Middleton. Uh, like Those are the two guys I wanted for sure. You can definitely look to Brooke Lopez, but there's still no guarantee. Like I would jam in. Bledsoe and Middleton first before I plug uh, Brooke Lopez in there. So he's definitely playable. If Giannis plays, I think he's okay, but I probably wouldn't do it. If Giannis misses, then he becomes a lot more viable. Um, PJ Tucker's a 4 9. I, I won't lie, like I was not super high on him, and he had a really good game 18 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, and a steal. That is 100% PJ Tucker's ceiling. Um, but he's been playing well in the series. My issue is the ownership is going to jump on him. And he shot the ball really well, 7 of 10. I don't think we get that again from P.J. Tucker. I mean, you guys know the, t- the 4 on Tucker is pretty low. And 5K, like, again, I'm okay with it, but I'm just worried that his ownership is going to be a little bit higher than it should be. Jeff Green's at 4K. Just not enough minutes. I mean, he's in 20 minutes he can get you there, but I think there's better value right now. Uh, we do have JaVel McGee questionable. This is actually somewhat big news. Keep an eye on this. Um, if he misses, it's going to be interesting to see who the Lakers start. I think there's they maybe start Kuzma or possibly a guy like Markeith Morris who played well. Um, or they could just start Ronda or go smaller. So, interesting to see. I don't think I have interest in McGee. Um, well, I guess 3-2 if he plays. Probably, I mean, you'll get, what, 13 minutes out of him, but... Yeah, definitely keep an eye on and whether or not he plays. Dwight Howard, I think, didn't even play. What was that last game? Yeah, he didn't play last game. So don't play Dwight Howard unless he starts for JaVel McGee. I guess they could do that, but either way, the minutes, it's like Lakers seem, seem to want to match the small ball and run more 80 at the 5. So not really interested too much there in the Lakers centers. Markeith Morris, tricky one. He came off the bench and like made like four threes in a matter of like two minutes. We're not going to get that again. He shot about 6 of 8. Again, we're not going to get that again. He did play 23 minutes. I think that's more of a ceiling. So he's playable. But another one that I'm a little bit worried his ownership might be might be high. Uh, now, if he does start, I, think, I don't know who the Lakers are going to start. I think there's a chance they can start Kuzma. If, if McGee's out Kuzma, Markeith Morris, maybe Rondo. Um, so if he starts, I think he would become a little bit more playable. Kelly goes to 3-3. Um, he's been dealing with a knee injury, only played 10 minutes last game. I mean, he's a good fantasy point per minute guy, but what you really need is you need some, you need like bam foul trouble. If you get that and Kelly O plays, like he can definitely crush for his salary. So he's at least in play, but definitely risky. You, you kind of need something to happen to bam there. And that's it, uh, for center. So let's move on to power forward again. Giannis, this is the, the slight changing news. He was really good when he played. Uh, if you played him, uh, obviously, you took a risk, but you got him lucky. So he was on pace to absolutely crush. In 11 minutes, he had almost 30 fancy points. So, again, if Giannis plays, this might be a situation where I could take a, I, took, I might take the risk. 
I know Miami's been really good against him defensively, and the ankle injury obviously scares me, but the, like you're going to get Giannis at, I think, like below 10% ownership. So I like him for the reason if he plays, of he's going to be super, super low-owned. I uh, mentioned liking AD. Yeah, Roko at 6'5". The minutes will be there. He's an okay option in the mid-range. There's probably better point-per-dollar plays, but he's not like out of play. I'm just probably not going to get to him. Crowder's at 5'8", uh, played 31 minutes. The minutes went down a bit on him. They went way up on Duncan Robinson. I don't know if we see that again. 5'8", though, we're not getting like, a huge discount. Yeah, he, he's playable in the mid-range, but I'm not super excited about it now. Now, Kuzma intrigues me at 4'8". I was really, I mean, it was kind of a gut feeling that last game with me getting at Kuzma, and he played really well. And only played 21 minutes, though. I was expecting closer to the 30 mark. In 21 minutes, he had 25 fancy points. Imagine if he played closer to 30, right? He would have crushed his salary. Now, again, if McGee's out, I th- you saw Kuzma check in for him early in the second half, so maybe they start Kuzma. I think there's an outside chance they could start either Markeith Morris or Rondo um, if McGee's out. So, got to keep an eye on that because that does change some things. Like, a few more minutes for Kuzma at 4-8 would, would look good against, like, a small ball team. So, um, yeah, I have interest in Kuzma. Obviously, we get a bigger boost if a guy Joe McGee's out and Kuzma starts. House had a good shooting day at 4-1. Yeah, I mean, he's playable off the bench. I put him in the same territories as guys like Danny Green and KCP. They have to hit their threes. So, yeah, I'm okay with Daniel House. The floor is low, though. Mark Williams at 3-6. With Giannis out, still, he, the minutes actually went down, which surprised me. He only played 17 minutes. So that's not great to see. Um, I think he would be playable, but I would rather take a shot in a guy like DiVincenzo at a similar place, who, or the similar price who they felt more comfortable playing down the stretch. So, yeah, Marvin Williams, even if Giannis is out, I think I would give that to DiVincenzo as the value play. Uh, and that's really it. So let's talk about small forward. LeBron's at 11-2. Um, he had a big game, one for 65 fancy points. Again, I like both the Lakers stars once again. Um, probably slightly prefer AD for the discount, but both look good, and both are probably the the safest bend-ups, in my opinion, compared to a guy like Harden uh, in, in a tougher spot on the opposite side, and obviously Giannis, who's been dealing with injuries, a lot riskier. Um, so, yeah, I think both Lakers star, or like the spend-ups are probably the safest options. Milton's at 8-6, so... Um, if Giannis plays, I have a little bit of interest in him. And the reason being is you could see what you what happened last game with Giannis aggravating the injury. And then it's just the Middleton show. <laughs> he took over. Um, I, again, I still think he's playable if Giannis plays um, and he plays the whole game. Like I don't think he'll kill you, but you're not really getting him a discount. Obviously, if Giannis misses, I'm plugging in Middleton. I'm plugging in Bloodsoe. And then probably one more value play. Um, you know, would consider a guy like DiVincenzo, George Hill, Brooke Lopez, guys like that. So, um, yeah, he would be one of the top plays, obviously, if Giannis is out. If Giannis is in, I think he's playable. And obviously, you could, you know, bank on the fact of, like, Giannis maybe aggravating the injury. Uh, and then it would be, the again, the Middleton Bloodsoe show. Yeah, Jimmy's at 8-5. Both these Miami guys are going to be low-owned. And, and the issue is, you know, the price points aren't amazing on them. And Miami's just a balanced team. They are. Drogic, Butler, Bam. Tyler Hero off the bench, Jay Crowder, Duncan Robinson can score the ball off, so he played big minutes. So that's a concern. Like <sighs> he's gonna be super low on. Both Miami guys are gonna be super low on with Jimmy and Bam. I think I slightly prefer Bam to Jimmy. Because Jimmy at times can kind of just take back a backseat offensively. I think both are playable, but 
I don't know if I'm going to prioritize either of the Miami stars uh, on this one. Talk about Roko. Eric Gordon's been shooting the ball well. Shot 8 of 16, went for 32 fans points. He's surprisingly been consistent. But I, I always say it, the floor is still low. We have not seen a bad shooting day from Eric Gordon yet, but it's there. The floor is 15 fancy points from him. Um, the upside is probably 35-ish or so. So, yeah, he, he's playable, but he, he is risky for the fact of he has to score the ball to get your fancy points. Talk about Kuzma. Duncan Robinson, what are his minutes going to be? He played 39 minutes that last game. Obviously, if he plays close to 40 minutes, I love him. But are we going to get that again? I would say probably not. But how many minutes are we going to get? They've been slowly going up on him. I think my best guess is about 30, 30 to 32. And if that's the case, if we get like over 30 minutes from Duncan Robinson at 4-7, he looks like a good option. But just be warned, like he is scoring dependent, and they have other guys. Like If he's struggling shooting the ball... They'll probably go to like, a guy like Jay Crowder. They have Iguodala. They have Hero that can get eight some minutes. So that is concerning. I think his ownership will be way up after the last game. I'm just, I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. I don't. So this is a tricky one. I like the upside. I think the ownership will be up um, on a guy like Duncan. At Danny Green, KCP, I'm probably not going to get to. I, I just prefer Rondo as a value play. Obviously, Rondo went absolutely crazy. We're probably not going to get that again. My worry was with Rondo. They said they played him too much when he played 25 minutes in game one, and they wanted to play Caruso more, but Caruso played, was in foul trouble. And they came out and played Ronda, what was it, like 30-plus minutes? I'll get to him in a bit. But that was the reason. Like, I was 50-50 on Caruso versus Rondo. Obviously, I, I guessed wrong with Caruso because Rondo went absolutely crazy. But my worry was I, I thought the minutes were going to go down, going off the coach speak, and they didn't. So guys at Green, KCP, they're playable. They have to hit their threes. I would rather just play Rondo. Uh, Rondo's going to be way, way more popular, too, but I would just rather... He has a higher floor, uh, just because he's a guy that gets more assists and you know can do it all, whereas Green, KCP are, are dependent on shooting, like Daniel House, right? Put those guys in the same group of... They're, they're playable for value, for sure, but they have to hit their shots. Iguodala's at 3-4. I just... He played 22 minutes. He's playable, but I, I don't think I would, I would do it. Um... I just don't feel good about Iguodala right now, even at 3-4. Like, the minutes were good to see, but probably not going to do it. Pat Sieg played a, a few minutes, but not enough for me to consider him at 3-2. I'd rather play uh, DiVincenzo. And then Korver got a few minutes, too, but yeah, not enough for me to consider him. Uh, and that's it. So let's move on to shooting guard. Uh, Harden's at 11K. He's just a contrarian option, so for me. Uh, I don't know if the upside's massive on him. I just, again, I prioritize one of the Lakers stars. So Harden's just a contrarian option for me. Uh, I'm probably not going to get to him. Mentioned Jimmy Butler. Mentioned Eric Gordon. Hero's a guy who played like the last three slates. Uh, he's been pretty consistent. Kind of a bit got bailed out there in overtime hitting a couple threes. It wasn't great to start, but um, yeah, I think once again he's playable in the mid-range. Uh, I think we get somewhere around 28 to 30-ish minutes. 5.3K is a very fair price, so I've absolutely no issue there with, uh, with a guy like Tyler Hero. Talk about Duncan, too. Uh, yeah, Caruso's at 3.8. Did play 26 minutes, wasn't great. My issue was, like, they just they got the ball in the hands of Rondo. Like, he was more of the point guard, whereas Crusoe was the off guard when they were both out there together, which worries me. Like, I, I want Crusoe to run the point. Like, that's why I would pick him for his, you know, assist upside. And if Rondo's going to be the guy with handling the ball most of the time when both of them are out there, then I'm just going to go Rondo. And I think, obviously, the public will, too. Rondo's going to be the super chalk. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, DiVincenzo's a value guy I like if Giannis is out. He played 27 minutes at 22 fancy points. He's a good scorer. If Giannis plays, it makes him a lot riskier. Like, I think 10 to 20 minutes he would get. But if Giannis is out, I think 20-plus from DiVincenzo is definitely, uh, you know, probably what we would see at 20 to 25. So, yeah, he would probably be of the really cheap Milwaukee value. Um, like, I would prefer him to a guy like Marvin Williams. Yeah, Wes Matthews, I'm just not going to play 3-4. Um, just no reason to take a shot there. None. Uh, I don't even know if he played the last game. He played eight minutes. Not enough for me to consider him. Rivers got a few minutes, but, again, not enough for me to consider him either. And that's it. So let's finish up with point guard. Uh, mentioned LeBron. Mentioned Harden. Westbrook was super chalk the last game and was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Turned the ball over seven times. Shot the ball 4-15. He's still, for playing that bad, still put up 35 fancy points. Um, I still have interest in him in the mid-tier. For the reason of the minutes will be there, the production is be, will be there, and he obviously has to be better. Like, I don't think we're going to get that bad of a game again from Russell Westbrook. So, at 8.4K, he's someone I'm considering uh, once again here uh, you know, as a discount off some of those guys at the top. Drogic, I've literally played him, I know I mentioned this, but I've played him, I think, like the last four or five slates. He's been super consistent. Like, the consistency is just there with Goran Drogic. So, if you're going for more of the consistent play, it probably is Drogic, whereas... You know, Westbrook's been a little bit more up and down. But I think the ceiling's obviously higher than a guy like Russell Westbrook, obviously, because he can go for, for 50-plus. Whereas Drogic, he can, but he's probably just more, again, the safer option if you're looking for those guards in the mid-tier. So I have absolutely no issue with Drogic. We're going to get 35 minutes. Super productive guy. Does it all. I like him again here. Um, Bloodsell's at 6-2. So if Giannis is out, I'm playing both Bloodsell and Middleton. Told you guys that. That's been the equation for the last two years. Giannis is out. You play both those guys, and you just move on. Like, I'm not even going to consider fading. Just play them both and move on. Um, if Giannis plays, we'll get 30-ish minutes from Bledsoe. Wouldn't be, a, wouldn't be like, an amazing play. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. He'll be in a, he, Him and Milton probably two of the top plays if Giannis is out. If Giannis plays, eh, I think they're both okay options. George Hill's at 4-4. Uh, he played... 37, probably was it 32 in, regu- in regulation. He's a perfectly fine value play. I don't think he's going to kill you. I think even if Giannis plays, we get 25 to 30 minutes from George Hill. So, yeah, uh, I think he's he's a perfectly fine value option here. Uh, probably feel more comfortable targeting him than those, like, than Danny Green, KCP, and Danwell House, because George Hill's a guy that doesn't have to score to get you there, right? Where those guys are, are strictly relying on their shooting. Rondo, he's probably your top value. I'll play him. I'll eat the chalk on him. Uh, my worry what, with him was last game was, again, they played him 25 minutes, and they said they played him too much. They are like, oh, we want to play Caruso more, but he got in foul trouble. And then they came out and played him 30 minutes. So, yeah, Rondo's absolutely way too cheap uh, if we're going to get 30 minutes from him below 4K. Like, he's the top value play of the day. He's going to be the ultimate chalk. Um, I wouldn't expect five steals again, but that's what Rondo does, right? He's a do-it-all guy. Ten points, nine assists, three, three rebounds, five steals. Yeah, he's your top value play. Um, and that's really it. So, uh, again, guys, Milwaukee, let's go over them really quick. Uh, if Giannis plays, there's no real, like, standout play for me. Like, I told you guys, like, I might take a shot on Giannis himself for the reason of I know he's going to be super, super low-owned. Um, so, yeah, yeah, if Giannis plays, like, Middleton's fine. Bloodsoe might be slightly overpriced. 
Brooke Lopez, fine. George Hill's okay. Marvin Williams, DiVincenzo will play like 15-ish minutes. But if Giannis is out, you just load up on the Bucks. You play Middleton, you play Bledsoe, and probably at least one more of these guys um, for, for Milwaukee. So that's my strategy for this, uh, this two-game slate. I think that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Um, I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, so be sure to check out the live stream, guys. I will go over everything, obviously, you know, waiting on that Giannis news. So thanks again, guys. Hope you guys have a good night. Hopefully it goes better than it did tonight. Uh, and I will see you guys all tomorrow on the live stream.